You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and journey with me in the relentless pursuit of what you want most in life. In this episode number 101, I am bringing you a new segment, kind of what I'm calling like season two of the podcast, where I have a new format and new things, like new shows. I'm super excited to bring you like just a new experience experience to this podcast. Um, and it is Wednesday. So we are doing what I have dubbed hump day business report, where I'm going to look through the news for you um, the business news and see, okay, what's popping, what's going on? And what can we apply to our own lives? What actually matters? Because so much of the business news, you see that you're like, oh, this company is like doing that. Great. So what? Like this doesn't affect me at all. And so I'm going to kind of boil it down, search through and see, okay, what can I find that actually matters to us? What's something we can actually learn from? Um, and I think that's what news like should be. You should be able to learn from it and then apply it to yourself. And that's what the goal of this show is. So without further ado, let's get started. And this is a article that I found um, that's how I thrived without a college degree. Employees at top companies explain. Now, of course, this has caught my immediately because this is a huge passion for me is college and the school system in general, which I'm not a huge fan of. If, if you if you haven't listened to any of my other podcasts where I've criticized it and I don't have a college degree and I have spent the last six years building a business for myself, building a reputation, a brand, you know, having people know who I am. And I think at the heart of this, because there's so much debate that goes on, and you'll see, um, I'll have all the links at the Communicate with Confidence podcast.com or just lukedmaxwell.com slash podcast, whichever one's easiest for you. I'll have the links there in the show notes. And if you want to kind of read along with me, or if you're driving, please don't just listen to me, you know, stay safe. Is that there's like some debate, especially if you go into the comments. And there's people like sharing their stories and obviously they had something in their life. They got in the tech at the right time or they did this at the right time. And the thing I wish this article talked about um, was the fact that what most people don't think about is that you can replace college with experience. And that's the big thing. I, 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 I don't know why more people aren't talking about this. Is that people act like, oh, you either go to college or you can never get a high paying job. But what if you spent those four years? Four years is a long time. Four years. And you actually did what you were passionate about. You did what you wanted to do. You learned a valuable skill. And then you sold it. And you spent that those four years learning that. Maybe taking some community college classes at the time, maybe some online classes, like like learning, right? Of course, you're learning. I'm a huge fan of learning. I want you to be educated. I want you to learn and grow. What I don't want you to do is spend, you know, the, the debt is now, what, $1.5 trillion for college students? It's stupid. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It's not worth it. When I looked at colleges... Um, I was being pressured into attending um, like a college that was $60,000 a year. 
And I was being pressured by it by a, a kind of mentor in my life. And he basically was saying is that you go there, you get your degree there, you're going to make the connections and you're going to pay off that debt. Like it's not, it's, it won't be a problem to pay that off. But for me, like judging how much I even hated community college classes, I was like, there is no way I, I'm going to survive for four years. Well, I guess it would be more like two because of my, my community college classes paying $60,000 a year. Like I knew like how depressed I would become just because I knew how much I was spending for what I was getting. And I'd sit in class and be like, I'm paying tens of thousands of dollars for this class. Why? And so that's just a big thing for me is that instead, and I started a bit early, I started at 16, you know, not 18. But um, at 16, I took the early exit exam. So I got out of high school early. And I just focused on building my brand. I'm learning about doing things. And that has paid off so much to the point of where now I have the connections, especially when I started the marketing firm with Clara. Um, if you haven't heard her and I podcast, we have a podcast every month, except for this month, we have to skip it because she was sick. And um, I did that and it was no problem getting clients. I just knew who I knew and I went to them and I said, hey, this is what we could do. And you know, some of them said no, but a lot of them said yes. And that's how it worked. Is that is that I built my is I built my network over four years. You know how many people you can meet in four years? That's a lot of people you can meet that you connect with. Um, it's it's just staggering like how much you can do within that time and you can build yourself such a successful career. Um Without, you know, where people are asking for you. I mean, this happened. This still happened. I have someone who's like begging to work with me. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have the time. And there's no, there's two people right now, right now. And I'm not trying to brag. I'm just trying to explain, you know, this is what you can do. So I have two people right now that are asking to work with me and I just don't have the time. Um, so that's just, it's just great. You know, like having that is that that's what you can do. You can do that. You, you can do that. I knew nothing. I knew nothing. But I had me and my story and I used it. And I just didn't stop learning. I didn't stop doing. And I think that's something that like, it's just my main like critique of like articles like this. Although it's great to see these stories of people. And then of course, reading the comments. Anyway, is it just me? Or are LinkedIn comments the worst, most saddest place online? They're just the most desperate people trying to like to humble brag and be like, well, I did this like this person. Like, oh, I work with a, a huge celebrity and I didn't go to college, blah, blah, blah. And like, just like, it's like, it's so sad. And then people comment on it, like hoping to be noticed by this person because they got a lot of likes. And then like everyone's just trying so desperately to be noticed. And I just hate it so much. It's so sad for me. I'm like, you don't need to do this. There's a better way. <laughs> just talk to me for a little bit. I can set you on a better path. Um, so yeah, so that's our that's our first story. Um, so college degree, I encourage you to look at it because it is interesting looking at these stories. Um, you know, you have someone who's an account executive at Dell who got, you know, who doesn't. There's um, an editor at Netflix who never got his degree. Um, who else? Wait, where else do they have? Oh, they didn't have stories about the other one. There is an engineer at Twitter um, and an executive at Nike. So obviously there's so many people who don't have college degrees um, that are successful. The big thing, the big caution, what I'm going to leave you with with this story is that it's a give and take. You get a college degree, it opens doors. You don't get a college degree, but you work during that time that opens doors as well. 
they're different doors. You know, it depends on what you want to do. Um, so that's just the main thing I'll leave you with is that there's a give and take. There's pros and cons. And I recognize that is sometimes what I would call a necessary evil of getting a college degree. Except if it's in a field, obviously the cliche, well, if you're a doctor or whatever, you know, duh, of course. I wouldn't, I've never, <laughs> I'm going to trust that, uh, someone to know an intimate amount of medical knowledge um, who didn't have very specific training from, you know, a, a centralized source. So, of course, like, there's certain fields like that. But we all know that. Everyone already knows that. So, moving on, um, I want to move on. And I found this, I found this really interesting from Adweek. Um, and I, I'm a huge fan of Adweek. I get their emails, you know, <laughs> there are millions of emails, but it's nice because I can just kind of search through and be like, oh, this is interesting. Um, I get a wide breadth of, of information. I can just kind of sift through really quickly. But um, I have the story of the CMO of Denon. I, Denone, maybe. It's French. Um, Denone Global. Um, Valerie Hernando Presse. Um, and the title is On Reimagining Marketing to Reconcile Business and Purpose. And this really stuck out to me because of that word purpose. Is that, I mean, I see this so often personally, you know, people in business losing the purpose behind it. It is all focused on the business side. And the purpose is lost. And I go like, that's like operating your, I mean, a big cliche, but it's like operating your body with only your brain and not a heart. Like, that's really what it is, is that it's such a vital part of directing everything that, of course, you know, it's it's like the reality and the hope. And that's really what I see, you know, the, the marriage between business and purpose. So it's a full podcast episode um, if you'd like to listen to it. But there is a, a kind of transcription below. And I just kind of. I just kind of love the 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 hope of this. And let me explain is that when you're first starting out a business, especially if you're young, you have a lot of hope and passion and vision and you're just like super excited. Like I can do anything, I can do this and that and that, that, that and this and that. And then over time you start to, you know, slow down naturally. You know, you get to be a bit more practical. I mean, I've gone through this whole thing. Like, I'm still definitely on the side of being, like, too energetic. Uh, but, yeah, there's a definitely, like, a huge practicality about it. You learn, like, the necessities of business, you know. Um, you learn all these different things. And then you just kind of, you know, over time, you kind of start to lose the purpose and get lost in the business. And I see this all the time. And, and that's why I'm so happy, you know, like I announced um, in my last episode, to be working with eTherapy Finder is that the purpose is at the forefront. I mean, there's the business and there's a lot of business discussions that we have um, that are just pure business, but the purpose is always on the forefront and all of us have been touched in some way by mental health. And we're all in that because we all have a personal connection to the purpose, to the mission. And that's just one thing I just love so much about, you know, working there and being along people who understand the business, but also are passionate about the purpose, the mission, the vision. And so, I mean, if you can find a company to belong to that has that, you're in a great place. But um, just kind of go through, find a driving force. Like, what drives you? And I know, and let me just go through this. And I know it sounds cliche. And then we're going to kind of go back and I'm going to explain why I love this, okay? So, you know, find the driving force. Provide the vision. Share a clear focus. Empower transformation. Have a societal impact, okay? Now, this sounds very cliche, but this is a huge huge company this is a massive food products company and yet 
they're still and and they have a CMO, right? The chief marketing officer saying, look, this is what this is how I lead. This is what I strive to do. And for me, you know, like of course there's 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 a bit of like skepticism, like, well, really do you? I don't know you. But like I try I try, you know, I want I want to remain hopeful. I wanna I wanna believe that this is true. And I, you know, I, I have no reason to say that it's not. Um I think there's more reason than not to say it is true. And I and that's why, you know, you go through these cliche things is that you have someone in power actually leading by this. And for me, that's just kind of that's just inspiring. Um, I just really love to, I mean, it's just, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, I like to do that one day. You know, I like, I'd like to make sure that I don't lose myself in the business corporate world. Like I was saying with, you know, LinkedIn is that you just see so people, so many people desperate and you can see the lack of purpose in it. There is none. It's all business. It's all about, Oh, I need to connect with someone and then use them. And then and that's just, I hate that so much. And that's why I haven't gone to a whole lot of networking meetings lately is because that's all it is, is someone hands you, like, people will just, like, go around, hand a business card, introduce themselves, move on to the next person hand, and it's, like, just, I'm just like, hey, just have a conversation. Like, I've talked with one person the entire networking group, and at the end, I gave them my business card. At the very end, we're leaving. I'm like, hey, by the way, this is my website. Give me a call. Or this, usually I say, like, this is my phone number. You know, this is my email. Let's talk more. And I have no problem with that because I just made a meaningful connection. And I think this is also like, and this, I think these all like kind of tie in, all these stories tie in. Uh, well, the last one, I guess, maybe does it. Um, but it's about, you know, having that deep relationship, you know, instead of having the, the, the shallow corporate world where you just meet a bunch of people and have these, you know, these shallow connections with all these people is I'd rather have a deep connection with one person than have a shallow connection with a hundred. Because if I ask my friend to help me move, he's going to help me. If I have a shallow connection with a hundred people, I ask them to help me move, they're not going to. And that's just an example I like to use, you know, will someone help me move? And if they will, I, I, I value that so much, you know? That's just a great, it's a great litmus test. And of course, there's other ones, there's different tiers. Like, would this person, you know, help me out and, you know, meet somebody? Or would this help person help me out and, like, a, or would this person answer the phone and answer a business question I have for them? You know, like there's different litmus tests for different tiers of friendship. Um, but moving on is that, and this story made me kind of sad for myself, honestly. And I just want to preface this with we're all on our own journey. I'm on I, everyone here, everyone on this earth is in the process, or hopefully should be in the process of bettering themselves. I'm along with you. Um, and so this stick out to me is what I've taught my kids about finances. Um, and there is a modern wealth survey that was released by Schwab about how many about how Americans think about their their finances. I know there is 31% of you listening outside the US. So, hey, welcome. <laughs> Let's talk about America for a sec cuz America. Um but it, it's um <laughs> I just uh the meme, the memes. Uh it shows that 50% 57% of people pay more attention to how their friends spend their money. Versus 43% who pay attention to how their friends save their money. And when I saw that, I was like, whoa, I do that. Oh, no. I can't believe I do that. 
I was like, what? And it says, of course, social media plays a big part. 60% wonder how their friends can afford expensive experiences like vacations and meals at trendy restaurants when they see posts about them. Um, especially true. Gen Z, 74%. Millennial, 72%. So I realized, I like even just an experience, I, like, I was out drinking with you know some friends. You know, I had like a beer, you know, like whatever. You know, we're hanging out. I have a beer. And I'm kind of a slow drinker. I don't really pound my drink. So, like, I'm usually the last one to finish my drink. And usually, like, by the time I'm, like, you know, halfway done, everyone else is ordering another drink. And I just immediately feel that pressure, like, that, you know, the waitress, the waiter is there. And, I'm, and they're like, oh, you want to get, you want another one too? I'm just like, oh, no, I'm so, I'm so much enjoying this, but everyone else did, so I feel like I have to. And I didn't realize I did that until now. And I realized, I mean, I kind of give finance um, help to my friends. So when it comes to saving money, <laughs> uh, uh, that's just my strong suit. That that's what, like, I'm what, that's what I'm best at is saving money. Uh, so that's not a, really a problem for me. Fortunately, I've always been that way. My siblings always spent all the money they got, and I always saved it, uh, which came in really handy when I had big expenses to pay. Um, but that's just it was so. It was so interesting to me, and, and it said 37, 35% spend more than they can afford to keep up. And I was just like, what? What? Why? And this is such a strange concept to me because ever since I was a kid, my, my budget was always dictated by how much I made, and I would never spend more than I made. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I'd have big expenses that pop up, and I'm like, I have to spend a big amount of money because of whatever. Um, and I always hated that. I, you know, I hate spending money. Most of the services, like the business things that I use, most of them are free. Um, because I find the free solution. I'm like, Hey, this works perfect. And if it doesn't, then oh great. I need to pay for a solution, but you know, I need to, so I'm happy to, because it helps me in my business. Um, so just, it was just a huge thing for me. So just some like actionable advice. If you find yourself in this kind of running downhill um, state is first of all, like I empathize. I, I mean, I'm not necessarily empathize. I sympathize with you. Like, I mean, I'm not here to be like judging me like, oh, look at you. You're spending money. You might just be in a bad situation where things go wrong and you have to spend more money than you can keep up with. Like, I, like, I, I sympathize with that. I've, I've been in that situation, thankfully, for not too long. Um, but it's just not a great situation to be in. So, I mean, there's a couple things to do. One is to get a, a budget manager like Mint. Um, that's what I use. And again, you know, not spot, none of these, none of this stuff is sponsored. I'm not making any money from you. Um, <laughs> we had a sponsor at the beginning of the episode. And so, you know, get a budget manager and put in, like, just look at and be honest with yourself and say, this is what I spend. This is what I want to spend. What can I start to cut back on in order to reach that goal? And then you have necessities, which you have to, like, there's necessities, right? Then there's saving and then there's entertainment, you know, things that aren't necessities, but that you give to yourself to give you a better quality of life. And that's not bad. None of that stuff is bad. But when it comes to catching up on finances, that's where you have to cut. Um, I mean, savings too. But honestly, you should really cut first from entertainment and then savings after that. Um, is that find the cut and say, okay, you know, I do this. I cannot do that for a month. 
or I do this. I cannot, I can afford, like, I can, I can stop doing that for a month. I can reduce the time. I can reduce my restaurant bills by one. Slow change. Like, honestly, it's really, it's really just a slow change. And I, I do that, you know, honestly, like, I'll look at my, my budget and be like, whoa, why did I spend that much? I'm like, oh, I was hanging out with friends a lot. So we went to these places. We went out. I'm like, okay, we, that happened. Now I have to back off on something else for the month in order to catch up. You know, maybe I have to buy cheaper groceries, you know, like whatever. Like I can't like, okay, like I'm not eating that. And that's fine with me. Like I don't like for me, um, that's okay. Like I, I really, it doesn't really bother me um, to do that. And that's just something that's a habit you have to build up. Um, it's just so important, especially if you want to own your own business. If you want to like be, if you want to, you know, skip college and, you know, build a career for yourself, like, 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 come on, like, like you got to get that budget is going to be so vital. Uh, the other thing too, is that I live with my parents until last year and I have no shame about that. I get it. You know, sometimes you're not in the situation where you can do that. You know, I sympathize with that. But if you can, you know, cut costs, especially living in California, rent is like, rent is expensive. Um, rent is, it is so insane. Um, and so, you know, find a ways, you know, like, even though you might feel a bit, um, the shame of like, well, I don't do this, or I don't do that, or I don't go out on vacations, or I don't go out drinking and Instagram it, or I don't have my own place, and, you know, like, you know, friends will visit, you know, my parents' house is that you got to decide what what is worth more to you. Is it worth more to you to, you know, build up, to actually like build up savings or to have, you know, a, a regular budget so you don't go over, so you don't just run out of money? Or is it or is it more important for you to have that quality of life? And if it is more important for you to have that quality of life, then it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough for you. Um, so, you know, it's a give and take, just like everything else is that it's pros and cons. You have to decide what is worth more to you. And so that's why most finance advice I don't listen to, cause it's like, oh, you have to like not go out drinking. You have to not do this. You have to not do that. You have to not do that. And I'm like, you know what? If you want to do it, you're just in for a tougher life. Like that's just the reality. Like that's the blood truth is that fine, do that. But don't tell me, don't come and complain to me that you're always out of money, that you're always doing that. And no, if you come to me and tell me that, I'm like, okay, then cut out that. If you don't want to, then don't complain to me about not having enough money to do all these kinds of things. Like, so um, that's, <laughs> I went off on a little bit of tangent there. I get kind of passionate when it talks about finances because that's a huge, it's just a huge thing for me. I've helped a lot of friends with their finance, like literally just going to their accounts and be like, okay, here's what you spend money on. Here's how much money you make. Here's what, here's what that your budget should look like. And something I love doing because it's a strength of mine. I want to use my strengths to better people and just, you know, do that. So I'm going to end that episode here. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, find these news stories, read them for yourselves, especially the Modern Wealth Survey on the last one. Um, read the whole thing for yourself. It'll be, it's interesting. Um, use it to better yourself, you know, better your friends, you know, just, you know, be better. <laughs> is that is that is that the slogan of the show just be better uh no it's not so remember luke d maxwell.com slash podcast i will see you this saturday um so the way it's gonna work is that mondays is a dose of actionable inspiration so it's inspirational stories things but that leave you with something in action that you can take to better yourself that week wednesdays is hump day business report 
where I'm going to go through, just like today, I'm going to go through news stories and I'm going to talk about how they can impact our own life, what we can learn from them. If you have news stories you want me to talk about, tweet them at me at Luke D. Maxwell. I'd love to hear from you. And then, of course, on Saturdays, we're going to be talking all things public speaking. We're going to be reviewing my talks. We're going to be reviewing other people's talks. We're going to have guests on to talk about public speaking, about how they've made their way, you know, even in the business world and sharing, you know, their true story with the world. Um, I have some just exciting stuff coming up some exciting reviews uh that i can't wait to share with you so stay tuned in the meantime by the way there, let me pull up the numbers really quick there's a good there is 24 percent of you listen on apple Podcasts. you would mean the world to me if you gave us a five-star review that just helps so much. You know, do that with all the podcasts you listen to. That helps more than anything to get more people to listen to this podcast, to hear the information that I'm sharing with you with everybody else. So with that, do what you love. And remember to always stay on the positive side of things. <laughs>